What's up, Gunners? Welcome back to another episode of Buzzwords. I'm with Bobby today. How you doing, Bobby? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. How's Ohio? You know, it is how it is. Uh, Bobby's in a uh, master's class for uh, public health. So how's that going? <laughs> I don't know that describing it as a master's class is fair. I feel like that's one of those like weird online uh, pyramid scheme things. But yeah, my master's program is going pretty well. Okay, sorry. Bobby's in a master's program <laughs> for public health. <laughs> it's going great. Thank you for what asking. What did uh, what have they been teaching? You just started, so there must be like what the basics or yeah. the basics of public health. Yeah, it's like Statistics, what is public like, health? Is it? And it's like I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I actually had a midterm today that was just biostats, so that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. It'd be interesting to do biostats over a podcast. Yeah, we could have a special episode about it. There's a bunch of like stuff that is actually applicable to the USMLE. So definitely. Okay, well, sounds good. So today we are doing what we call a rain check episode because um, I can't drink for tonight. So what I have in front of me is a nice Kavita Master Brew Citrus Kombucha. I've had a Lavender Melon Kombucha from the same company on this podcast before. And Bobby, what are you drinking? I'm actually drinking Everclear tonight. Uh, it's just a rain check from beer, not not from all alcohol. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> 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 Wait, I just got it. You're drinking Ever Everclear? <laughs> yeah, no, that was a joke. Uh, okay cool um well that sounds fun that sounds exciting so we're doing that just got so what the plan is is if we get anything wrong we're gonna mark it down and we'll keep each other in check and the next episode we'll start that episode with whatever number of pulls uh we deserve from this episode and we'll just kind of pass it on to the next one anything else you want to do with that bobby should we like double it up so like if we sense. get one wrong today we have to take two chugs next time sounds good let's go I am actually drinking beer. It's just one we've drank on the show before, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. So that's a little uh, exercise for the viewers at home to figure out. Based off what, like the sipping consistency? Yeah, you should be able to tell based off of my slurps. I mean, each beer has a set viscosity and a specific density, right? So yeah. it should sound different. We have a 40-year-old male that presents confused with multiple recent falls and nystagmus. Unclear social history, but he looks kind of unkept. What are you starting to think about? I'm worried about a thiamine deficiency causing Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome. Oh, interesting. So what's the difference between Wernicke and Korsakoff? So uh, Wernicke's encephalopathy is the acute manifestation that presents with like encephalopathic features, um, nystagmus being kind of like one of the classic buzzwords associated with it, versus Korsakoff syndrome, which is more like a long-term um, damage, I think specifically, or especially affecting the limbic system and the mammillary bodies um and that causes what's uh, referred to as confabulations where they the patient will kind of just make up stories when you ask them questions yeah definitely so exactly thiamine deficiency likely in the setting of alcohol use is when you'll see it you want to replete their thiamine Wernicke's can be reversible but oftentimes Korsakoff does have some permanent features I recently had a patient um and we thought he was just like a normal dude I mean he was homeless and and everything and he was coming from alcohol withdrawal but it started like you know, making a little less sense when he would, you'd ask him where he is and he's like, oh, I think I'm at the beach right now. And all of a sudden he started realizing that like nothing he was saying like actually had happened and that it was all just confabulating and he didn't know where his van was. He didn't know where he lived. And he made this whole story up. Oh, I live on this house with my uncle here. And it was all just made up. So super interesting kind of real life Korsakoff. Yeah. But yeah, one, something to remember. That's interesting. When I was on my, um, it was actually one of my IM rotations, but we had a patient who had uh, Wernicke's, Wernicke Korsakoff from HIV actually. So it's not just uh, alcoholism. That's kind of the classic one. But it's anything that can cause like a hypermetabolic state will actually uh, predispose you to that thiamine deficiency, which can can lead to the Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome. Hmm, that is interesting. HIV. Cool. 
So you have a uh, an old guy that comes in. He's complaining that he has a lot of like flaking skin rash around his uh, like his forehead and his eyelashes. What are you What are you worried about? Uh, seborrheic dermatitis. Yes. But this is a neuro podcast, so why don't I, I like, ask uh, about okay. seborrheic dermatitis? Um, Parkinson's. Yes. Very good. Ding ding ding. Derm derm derm. Cheers. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. Also, I'm eating an Uncrustable. Nice. Um, yeah, so for whatever reason, I don't think it's completely understood why, but for Parkinson's, a common skin manifestation is seborrheic dermatitis. It can also be seen in uh, HIV, but that's much less common. Yeah, exactly. One, uh, one story I have from that is that my uh, derm chair, she's kind of just uh, very much like gets to the point and says what's on her mind. This is back in medical school, and this guy comes in with a worse set of derm. Poor guy, like, already very anxious. You could tell he's, like, uncomfortable being there. He's, like, nervous about this rash. She walks in, and she literally doesn't even introduce herself. She looks at him and goes, do you have HIV? <laughs> he, he got so freaking upset. Um, anyways, it's just, that's the thing that stuck with me, and why I always now remember HIV associated with, like, a, like a pretty significant breakout of septum. Mm-hmm. I mean, seborrheic dermatitis, like, is a relatively common skin condition without any underlying causes right yeah it's it's interesting that she would just jump to that interesting okay so someone says multiple lesions at the gray white matter junction what do you think about i think about ms okay specifically at the gray white coup counter crew uh diffuse axonal injury oh there's a lot of good stuff so like diffuse uh, axonal injury (laughs) mets cause issues at the gray white matter junction yep perfect so there's a lot of good points there. So MS separated by space and time, and I have an MS question later on. Uh, and then you also have Spoilers. diffuse axonal injury. Spoilers. But I was trying to get at the metastatic cancer, multiple lesions, often associated with some edema. And my tough question for you today, any ideas to the frequency of primary lesions as it relates to brain cancer or brain mets? So like, what's the number one cancer that goes to the brain, for example? Um, Examiners love this kind of stuff. Isn't that lung? Hey, it is long. Yep. So when I was looking at this, I was like, hey, it's kind of similar to just like the general prevalence of cancers anyway. So right. lung lung is the first one. And they think like something like 80% of brain meds are from a primary lung cancer. And then you have breast, other cancers, and then like melanoma, colon, lower down. So I would just kind of remember lung and breast for the listener that is getting ready for the test for the big two that are known to metastasize to the brain. How would you treat that? How would I treat metastatic uh, cancer to the brain. Mm-hmm. So, probably chemotherapy. You could do uh, specific radiation, like radio knife. I was reading that if there's only one metastasis, the actual best treatment is just actually surgery to get that one metastasis out. If there's nothing else in there. But what else were you getting at? No, that was it. I feel like you actually covered it. I wasn't expecting you to, to know that. Uh, nice. Damn, feels good. Got him. Got him. I'll drink to that. Cheers. Plus one point. Now that uh, is a reverse point for you. Now you have to drink next time. I, for such having having such low expectations of my abilities. Sorry. So um, you have an old guy or gal. This is a gender neutral podcast. Uh, come in. I was about to say. And she has been her. She's with her daughter. She's been acting kind of weird, according to her daughter. Uh, has been having some gait difficulties and has also been uh, having some issues making it to the bathroom in time. <laughs> yeah. What does she have? No, so you got some normal pressure hydrocephalus, something I was going to touch on too. Nice. 
Well, if you were going to touch on it, then why don't you uh, go ahead and explain then? Okay, I will. But before I do, I'm going to ask you a reverse question. What therapeutic maneuver can you perform to help her out? You do a lumbar puncture. Perfect. Specifically, let's a say high volume let's... tap. And then if that works, yeah. you put a VP shunt in. Perfect. All right, you got it all. So yeah, normal pressure hydrocephalus. I actually don't know the path of this, so if you know it, uh, I know it's stretching of the fibers, but beyond that, I don't really know. It's some. I don't think it's completely understood, but it's there as it has to do. It's just like a an unequal. It's like any hydrocephalus where the production uh, outstrips like the ability for it to be resorbed, or the ability for it to be resorbed is diminished. And I think that the current theory is that there's like some aspect of both um, contributing to the the ventricular megaly. Uh, but yeah, it's actually the corona radiata. Um, that lead to the incontinence. When those are stretched, you get incontinent. Right, right, right. Cool. Yeah, and like I don't know how common this is in real life, but man, is it common on these board exams? It is pretty common on the board exams. I feel like every I had a question about it on step one, I think, and then I had a question about it on step two, and there's actually I've had it on multiple shelf exams as well. Like it, it they really like to go after it. Yeah, it's just so classic. Cool. So I have another female. She comes in excruciating pain. She's crying in the ED. She's crying because she has sharp lightning-like pain down both sides of her cheek that just popped up. She's like in her mid-20s. She has Anything a that. And why do you say that? Because that's like the only cause of a bilateral tic de row, or for our non-French speakers, uh, trigeminal neuralgia. <laughs> Perfect. So she has bilateral trigeminal neuralgia. Like, if you see that alarm shit going off, this is probably MS, at least in the context of a board exam. Yeah, and I think especially in a, a young, otherwise healthy female. Right. I, I honestly don't even know what else could cause it, unless maybe you had, like, I don't even know, a stroke that hit, like, both trigeminal neuralgia, like, nuclei in the brain that, like, led to no other symptoms. But I feel like it's just not, not common outside of MS. But anyway, so you have MS. Um, they think it's secondary to demyelination of the nucleus of the trigeminal nerves, both of them, so that causes the bilateral pain. And so my follow-up question for you is, let's say someone like this comes into the ED and they have this acute exacerbation of MS, what's the first-line treatment someone should pick on the boarding exams? So if the person is having symptoms, you give them steroids. Perfect. Exactly. So acute exacerbation of MS, steroids. Steroids are not the answer for the long-term, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to ask you about long-term MS management, both because it's incredibly complicated, like it requires like pretty in tune, like understanding of neurology and two, it's like relatively recent, like the last 20 years have been transformative in that field. So I don't expect you to like know like the long-term, like I bet like they still ask you about interferon beta, you know? Yeah, they like do. No there's actually, anymore. there's there's a year-old question that gets at that where it's like the difference between acute versus uh, chronic treatment and the, the actual correct, it was a chronic issue, so you were supposed to give interferon beta. Um, I would say it's probably worth knowing about interferon beta as like a chronic treatment and then the other um, testable point MS treatment is um i believe it's natalizumab is that right uh which is that like monoclonal antibody treatment which is kind of oh right one of the it does a good job of treating symptoms but then also increases your risk for uh pml oh yes 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 it is going back to me what mri findings do you see in schizophrenia mm. mri findings in schizophrenia I want to say just generalized decrease like brain matter, but I don't think that's right. I think that's Alzheimer's. So, so I can sit here. Yeah, no, you're ponder, right. It's, it is interesting in that it looks similar to an Alzheimer's type picture, but in like a, a young person. So you have um, decreased cortical matter, and then you also have like a hydrocephalus. Well, it's not really hydrocephalus, but you have like an ex vacuo effect where the ventricles actually get bigger because there's less uh, mass. Right, right. 
I, it's coming back to me. Exactly. I thought there might be some ventricular microwaves. So just to sum it up, you kind of have like decreased matter and then increased ventricles. Young person starts making you think about schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's interesting that like this side condition has like very real physical manifestations. Yeah, and I guess there's actually some evidence that there's like a, a correlation between the severity of uh, imaging findings and the severity of symptoms. And uh, with like appropriate treatment, it actually will kind of return to looking like a the more uh, typical brain. I guess that makes sense. I think that I think the treatment and the like assessment of schizophrenia is only getting better based on what I was hearing in some podcasts recently about biomarkers and other things they're finding. So it will be interesting moving forward seeing like how they can differentiate this disease and how they can maybe even find it earlier. You know, yeah. just how like everyone's trying to find Alzheimer like uh, biomarkers earlier. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting neuroscience going on in that department for sure. Maybe you can be a neurologist. Maybe you can apply neuro. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? Sure. Yeah. All right, guys, you heard it here. Stimulated by the USMLE Buzzwords podcast, Bobby is uh, converting from his original plan to neurology. I love when the Buzzword podcast stimulates me. <laughs> right, that's a that's a nice that's a nice little soundbite right there. All right. So on that same note, a 28 year old male with a recent history of hospitalization for some psychiatric concern, who was discharged on medications, comes back to the ED. He's now diaphoretic, febrile, with some muscular rigidity. What does he have? So he has neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Perfect. And I knew you'd get that because that's easy cake. That's money. Everyone should know that going into the step two exam or your shelf exam. So the next step down, what do we do? You stop the offending medication and you start dantrolene or bromocryptine. Wow. Very nice. It's like you're reading a textbook. How do you know that? Because I'm hella smart, bro. Come on. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Stop the offending agent. If it's mild, maybe that would do, but um, with the question or with the, uh, exam will ask you is uh, what agent could help you if it's more severe if they're you know hyperthermic and maybe even hemodynamically unstable give dantrolene so what's the one thing in that question stem diaphoresis febrile muscular rigidity the one thing that if you changed it would have you start thinking about maybe a serotonin syndrome so if you were going to change that muscular rigidity to maybe a clonus type picture i would think serotonin syndrome perfect yep so clonus hyperreflexia tremors those all start having you point to serotonin syndrome Something I recently saw in a morning report was actually ocular clonus. That was like their only finding is their eyes are moving interesting. Uh, in an interesting manner. So any uh, idea? We don't do this a lot because it can actually cause people to go into some pretty significant withdrawal. But what would you give someone that really needed it that had serotonin syndrome as a treatment? So I forget exactly what it's called. But it's a ciproheptidine. That's what it is. Nice. Yep, exactly. Ciproheptidine. Probably, I don't think it's actually functionally used. But it's That's just like a, board a nice question. little testing point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty, by goblets and ghouls, that's it for today. Uh, hopefully, we'll be done with Nero, but if not, you know, we'll be doing it again next week. Um, you know, hit us up on all social media. Find us on the gram. Find us on TikTok. What's our new Instagram? I don't remember. Could you please uh, <laughs> say it for us? <laughs> oh my gosh, I sent you the password and info and everything. I can't right. read it's good. At... Okay. <laughs> it's at you. UMN... <laughs> <laughs> See, you can't do it. <laughs> at usmle underscore buzzwords it's a uh kind of just a compilation of tiktoks that we're making that are just like short little snippets of medical education for the usmle exams for shelf exams kind of what we've talked about here as well as other additional kind of information as it comes up um brought into very small less than one minute kind of sound bites and we can like you know because it's a video we can show physical exam maneuvers among other things so there's a whole visual component to it as well so so far some uh, good feedback on that um so keep it coming yeah usmle 
underscore buzzwords. Alrighty. Well, you heard it here first. See you guys. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>